welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. She's the Bronx Zoo bitch that's been taking over the city for years. From the house of Kiki, it's Katrina Lovelace. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm alive. Work was hard, but you know, yeah. we're here. Yeah. What, are you, what are you doing for work? Where, where are you working these days? I am working as a QC coordinator for a light fixture store in Midtown. Okay. Yeah. Living the dream. It pays the bills. I can't complain. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you they they say like find your light, I'm sure there's incredible lighting in there for photo shoots. Oh yes, mostly photo shoots for just like light pictures, not really yeah, photo yeah. shoots for myself. But you know, I mean, that could be a funny photo shoot though. Right. I mean, just plaster my face onto everything. <laughs> Why not? It, it, it's branding right there. I got well, stickers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm excited to chat with you because I feel like you've had a pretty fun 2020 when it comes to drag and nightlife i guess you could say that yeah definitely um and we're, we're gonna we're gonna chat about it all uh, and chat about things that happened pre-pandemic because you were very active pre-pandemic and guess what you're active now so you, you're doing pretty damn fucking well thank you i like to start from the beginning where are you from um born and raised in new york city um i was born and raised in the upper west side I always like to say in my shows, the only way that I was able to afford it is because like a true Mexican, my dad was a super. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, we lived in the Upper West Side, uh, 94th Street and West End Avenue to be specific. Nice. And then uh, 12 years ago, that's when we moved to the Bronx. So I've been a Bronx resident for the past 12 years. Um, and this is where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah. What, what's life like growing up in the city? It's kind of just, it's pretty boring, honestly. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that it's just like, oh my God, it's so exciting. You live in New York City, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, honestly, all the sites, you see them once, you've seen them all. Like, there's not much to do. Like, it is a very fast-paced place to live in. So I guess in that sense, I kind of like it. But other than that, it's kind of bleh. Yeah, I I feel like there's not much to do and explore as a child Mm -mm. especially as a child exactly because your parents are just afraid of everything (laughs) exactly now what were you like as a child um I was very apparently I was very um hyper I was very very (laughs) punctual that that checks out that makes sense yeah I was just off the walls like just bouncing back and forth um yeah and super gay I mean I was born in my birthday is June 29th. It's the week of pride. Like I, right. I didn't have a chance to be straight. Like <laughs> my mom was like, here you go. So you get to celebrate your birthday and pride at the same time, which I'm sure is a pro and a con. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a pro because, hey, gigs come up right. very easily and uh, a con because like sometimes it's just I'm a I'm a I'm a very homebody type of person. So uh-huh. I just want to like stay home and relax. But I'm like, 
uh, my knee. So, you know, that, that's fair. I am someone who does not like sharing my birthday. Um, so I can imagine that's a struggle because I share my birthday every four years with the inauguration. So this uh, year, no one gave a shit about me. I was like, come on, people. It's my birthday <laughs> okay. still. Joe Biden, it's Joe Biden. We're all celebrating. Let's celebrate me now. Right. Um, but it's also a frigid day. So that was not fun. But mm. yeah, I, I can imagine um, pride birthdays are not the best. No. Where did you go? end up going to school? Um, so I went to when I was actually I went to school mostly in New York City. So mm-hmm. uh, I went to PS75 for elementary. Um, the Eleanor Roosevelt School. Never really cared <laughs> for her, to be totally honest. Um, my mom was very adamant about um, keeping me in a dual language program all throughout mm-hmm. elementary and also through middle school because she wanted me to learn Spanish and she wanted me to keep it up. Sure. Uh, so I went to DLMS, it's dual language middle school. And then after that, I went to uh, a high school that nobody knows about. It's called NYC Museum School. Okay, interesting. Yeah. The reason why it's called museum school is because one of our curriculums was to go to museums and learn about history that way. That's so, cool. It was fun, I guess, but it, it was weird at the same time. But no one has heard of it. it it's, in, it's in the heart of Chelsea. It's in mm. uh, 18th Street, uh, 9th Avenue. Nice. Now, growing up in the city, obviously, you are exposed to the wonders of New York and the gay scene and nightlife. When did you start going out? Oh, it wasn't until I was 21 when I was mm-hmm. when I started doing drag, actually. I would like again, like I said, I'm a very like homebody type of person. Um, I know like I talk to like most of my friends and they're like, Oh, you didn't get like a fake ID or anything. Yeah. I was like, No, I was I was I was a cookie cutter in that sense. I was too afraid to to break the rules or do anything out of the ordinary. So it was definitely like I didn't go out until I was 21. Um so yeah, I didn't really experience much. I mean, the only experience I guess you could say that was out of the ordinary when I was younger is like when I moved to the Bronx, I moved to Hunts Point. Mm-hmm. And Hunts Point is really well known for um, prostitution and drag racing. So um, every single time when I went to high school for like a year, I used to see this prostitute with um, red pleaser thigh-high boots, not on her feet. She was carrying them, <laughs> walking to the payphone, like, to call a cab. And I was like, I want to be her one day. So I guess that that was, like, one of the, like, moments where I was like, ah, yes, my life. So going out at age 21, that's when you experienced drag, and that's when you started to explore the art? Yeah, exactly. Um, funny enough, my birthday... Um, for my 21st birthday, it actually fell on the same day that it was the Pride Parade. So -hmm. it was on a Sunday. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it big. Um, So I got into drag and then my sister actually took me all the way from the Bronx to the city. We went to the parade and then um, the rest is history. Yeah. How would you describe Katrina in three words? Uh, Stupid, slutty, and stupid. (laughs) <laughs> nice Basically. nice what is there an origin story behind your drag name there is um so a lot of people ask me like why i spell katrina like with the c because mm-hmm. a lot of people always hear it and they immediately think k right. um 
because I like the hurricane. They're like, oh, I like the hurricane. I was like, actually, no. <laughs> so um, Katrina comes from the Day of the Dead. It's the Lady Katrina. It's um, one of the figures um, that you see in a lot of the paintings. Um, so I kind of wanted to like give a nod to my Mexican heritage. And Lovelace comes from Linda Lovelace, who is a very well-known deep throater from the 80s and 70s. She did a lot of um, porn. So I was like, oh, perfect. My Mexican heritage and my sluttiness mixed into one. Katrina Lovelace. There you go. And, and the red pleasers, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Exactly. How long does it take to transform into Katrina? Not that long. Um, I, I feel like I've got it down to like a science honestly at this point um I also like to take my time I get ready at home so I want to say like maybe two hours tops do you have any traditions when you get uh, ready no traditions I mean uh I guess you could say I always listen to a podcast um or I um watch uh YouTube videos I watch Bailey Sarian Okay. Um, she does like the whole makeup and murder mysteries and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I always have to listen to something. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a supporter of listening to podcasts, so keep on listening yes, to the podcast. Exactly. Now let let's let's put it out into the universe. What are some of your favorite makeup products? Let's get you a sponsorship. Who who do you love using? Oh, I love Juvia's Place. Um, mm-hmm. I love Black Opal. That's like my foundation. Um, any. Uh, makeup um that's owned by like black business owned basically that's yeah. what i like um yeah and glam light i like glam nice lights. nice who are some of your inspirations when it comes to drag whether it are other drag artists or pop culture figures who inspires you um the people that inspire me i have i guess i would have to say are the people that i first saw when i was like going out so mm-hmm. Ari Kiki, she's actually one of my huge inspirations. Um, and Carrie Kerning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saw her at Barracuda, and I was just taken aback as to how <laughs> stupid and funny she was. Yeah, and um, like Jolina Jasmine, I love her too. Yeah, so gorgeous. I guess I, I guess I would have to say those people. Nice. Oh, sorry, and Roxy Andrews. Oh, naturally, thick yeah. and juicy. Um, who helped you on your drag journey when you first started? Did you have anyone on on your team? I didn't actually. I mean, I guess I guess I guess I could say I was one of the lucky ones in the sense that when I started drag, um, drag race had already been a part of mm-hmm. um, the media and uh, pop culture. Um, but also, I was one of the few ones that had YouTube to be able to help me out as sure. far as like makeup tips and all that stuff. Um, but along the line, I guess after like a year of doing drag princess bitch, mm-hmm. she actually helped me out a lot. Uh, she was actually my first drag mother before Ari Kiki. And uh, she helped me out a lot with the technique and how to do makeup. So, and then from there I elaborated. Nice. I like to now ask this question because it, we get to see so many queens put looks together and how do you come up with your look? Are you someone just pulls something from the closet and says, I got to go, I'm putting some, I'm, I'm putting this on or are you more calculated? Um, I guess in a sense, I'm kind of calculated, but also like mm-hmm. very mishap. I sure. always start with my wig. Mm-hmm. 
and then just work from there. So I always know what color wig and what style wig I'm going to wear. And then from there on, it's like, okay, let's see what matches. Okay, great. This goes perfect. Let's go. So are you someone planned out? That's fair. Are you someone that can repeat outfits or are you like, I've done this before. I have to mix and match. No one's allowed to see me this look again. Oh, totally. I'm uh, I'm not like a stickler for that. Sure. Um, I'm the only thing for me, I guess, is I'm not going to wear the same outfit the same week. If I sure. have like back to back shows, like if I did, if I wore this look on a Thursday, I'm not going to wear it on a Friday. I'm just going to wait a week or two and then wear it again. That's fair. I remember there uh, at least one queen. We, we have to uh, name redact her. Um, she would always wear the same look for the week. And I'd be like, that must smell disgusting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes sense for who she is. But um, I was like, I've seen you like three times this week and you're wearing the same shit. That's not exciting for me. Come on. Right, exactly. But I get it. Now, you just put out this incredible photograph uh, taken by Jax. Um, I want to talk about collaboration and who are some of your favorite designers to collaborate? Because you wrote a really amazing story uh, I think actually the post today mm-hmm. um, talking about your designers yes um so that outfit I did a mariachi gown outfit and I collaborated with Victor Luna who mm-hmm. is also a Mexican uh designer he was actually in Project Runway um mm-hmm. I met them through Hibiscus because Hibiscus has a lot of his pieces and I was like I really want to work with him um so I reached out. He's LA based. Um, and yeah, we just collaborated on it. Um, he was super happy to be able to be a part of it because like obviously Mexican culture, Mexican heritage is always yeah. a good thing to be able to do. Um, yeah. Aside from that, I don't really collaborate with a lot of designers since I make my own clothing. Sure. But he's the one that I basically go to whenever I'm not able to make what I have envisioned. How did you teach yourself to um, make your looks? YouTube. Mm -hmm. YouTube was my biggest tool to be able to learn everything. And also, again, Hibiscus, she helped me. Uh, A lot of people don't know this, but she was actually, um, she worked for, uh, not Steve Madden, Mark Jacobs. Mm -hmm. Mark Jacobs. One of the motherfuckers. I don't know exactly <laughs> which one, but she worked as a assistant designer. So she knows her way like sure. around a sewing machine and all that. So she helped me um, create my patterns and be able to learn how to uh, read patterns and also how to make patterns myself. And that, well, that was the way I was able to like redefine what I already knew and yeah. just make it better. Yeah, that, that, that bitch, she, she's connected. She's her, her life is so fascinating. Yeah, I'm just like, I always like joke around with her because um, like she brings out a new look. She's like, yeah, it's from my friend from Project. I'm like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, <laughs> your friend from Project Runway, your friend from here. I'm like, okay, who else is not your friend? <laughs> I wanted to a little walk down memory lane and discuss okay. some retro drag moments for you. Um, you were a part of Drag Wars, I would say the, the vintage Drag Wars, um, <laughs> the, the golden years, and you were a big staple at Boots and Saddle. Yes. What do you miss about those experiences, and how, do you, how have you grown since then? Oh, 
I really miss Boots and Saddle a lot. Boots and Saddle got a lot of um, shit from a, mm-hmm. from a lot of the people from the nightlife community. But for the people that were there and the people that made up Boots and Saddle, it was definitely like a lot of people's cheers in the sense yeah, where like, everybody knows your name. And it, I, I didn't understand it until it left because I remember going into Boots and Saddle any given day of the week and just basically taking about 20 minutes from when I entered the door mm-hmm. and then said hi to everybody. Yeah. Because I knew everyone that was there. So it was a great experience. And also it's like, oh, are you performing? I was like, no, I'm just hanging out. Oh, let me know when you're performing. I'm going to be here. And like, it was really fun. Um, drag wise, I only did it like a couple of times. I hate to sound like this bitch, but whatever. Here it goes. I only did it when I was bored. Um, That's fair. I, I was up to the I was up to the point in my drag career where I had like a couple of weekly gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only really did it when I was bored. I remember like a lot of girls used to be like, "Why is she here? It's so unfair." I was like, <laughs> "Step it up, bitch." I mean, let's do it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and I, I I heard a rumor that it's coming back. They're 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 coming back. Oh, I haven't. Heard I guess that. now that um you can be open past midnight, you might as well do drag wars again because you're there till four a.m. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think my first memory of seeing you perform was at Boost and Saddle. Um, I think you were guesting for someone. I don't know who it was. It's not a queen mm. that I think still exists. If it is, here's the shade. <laughs> All I remember is she was messy as hell she pulled my friend from the audience like started undressing him and you were the one who was holding the entire show together because she just couldn't talk i was like where am i Um, but that was my first memory of seeing you perform because i was like this is a professional she is a guest here but she is making sure the show does not go off the rails yeah i mean i i always pride myself in my professionalism um my mom just like my mom and my dad like drilled that into my head. Like, you know, you always have to be there 30 minutes early. Mm -hmm. You always have to like um, be presentable, be polite. uh, And like, yeah, be like, respect your elders as well. So it's just like very much like that was always drilled into my head. And even like a lot of people think that nightlife is like, oh, drag, you're just having fun. You're drinking and everything. No, you can drink, but learn your limit as well because you don't want to be that messy one. Because at the end of the day, we're a business and we're an image. Um, Absolutely. And you have to maintain that image. Absolutely. And in the, the age of social media, one slip up caught on camera, it's over. You're that, done. You're de- you're, oh, exactly. What are some of your other favorite spots to perform at? I'm really loving Astoria recently. Mm-hmm. I love Icon. Um, I love I've always loved Albatross. Um, I remember uh, suddenly Seymour mm-hmm. brought me in as a guest and they're just so receptive of everything. Like if you're good at your craft, they will see that and they will appreciate it. Yeah. And they will um, definitely show you appreciation by tips and all that stuff and by following you. Um, I love Stonewall. Uh, mm-hmm. it's always a different experience every single time that you go it's not the same um yeah I guess that's it I mean Fresco's Cantina as well because like that's yeah that's my heart and soul uh Brian the owner he's given me a job even during the pandemic and yeah. I 
super thankful for that. So yeah, I, yeah, we we we're gonna talk about those shortly because uh, because right, right. we we need to give shout outs to that place. But is there anyone you've yet to work with that's on your dream list? Hmm. Circling back, Jolena Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to work. I really want to work with her. Um, uh, I feel like I've worked with the people that I wanted to work with. Um, oh no, Stasi. I want to work with yeah. Stasi. I really want to work out. with her. Yeah, she seems like a, a hoot, and she seems like a fucking mess, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, you two would probably match energies. Most likely, yeah, definitely. That'd be, that'd be a, a, a wild one. Now, 2020 was the digital age for drag. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you were pretty active. What was your experience like producing digital drag? <laughs> it was a nightmare. It was so... Um, a lot of people don't take into, into consideration, like, the backstage stuff that you have yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's also, like, we're all adults. And mm-hmm. I we all have lies and everything um so it was definitely definitely really difficult trying to wrangle people like mm-hmm. i'm like i didn't sign up to be a pre-k <laughs> teacher like i don't need you like assignments do now right but a lot of people kind of just like let the deadline slip through their fingers and like come up with excuses and i understand you know like yeah. at the end of the day we all have our lives and everything but like if you signed up for something you signed up that's for something. it so like, that's it um so yeah, it was it was very difficult, but it, very rewarding at the same time. Um, I did I want to say like seven, eight, eight shows, um, and it all started because me and Hibiscus were doing a weekly Wednesday, and she did like this um, Avril Lavigne mix, and we were both like, oh my god, remember the early two thousands? It was so fun, and then we just asked the audience, we were like, would you guys like want to see like an all early 2000 show and a bunch of people were like oh my god yes and from there it just flourished onto all the other shows that i did yeah it, i mean it when you have a good theme and audiences are here for it, it it really can be special i mean i've produced a bunch of shows over the quarantine and yeah yeah it, it was stressful as all hell to um wrangle people and then at last minute be like i'm not doing because i didn't have time and then i'm like right well I already have your name on the the uh, poster, so I'm not removing it because that's more work on my end. So you're just gonna look like an asshole. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it 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 it's hard, but there are payoffs because you were nominated for a Glam Award this year was, for yeah. best host. How did that feel? It felt weird because mm-hmm. um, just one random day, I just see Cherry Jubilee tagged you in a post and I was just like oh my god what other posts has has she tagged me on (laughs) because I felt like it was just like a generic post that she tagged everyone from nightlife I'm like oh let me untag myself so I open it and it's like oh 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 okay so it was very weird and it was Mm. um I felt grateful because a lot of people I guess were receptive as to what they were seeing like Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't put my name out there. No. I didn't plan on it. I didn't, it wasn't like something that I, I was, I set my mind out to, to get um, nominated for. So it was, it was very, very humbling and very, I was very grateful. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you know of the, you know, the behind the scenes of the Glam Award nominations Ooh. this year, but there was a nominating committee. Oh, was there? I was on it. Oh. You were on the top of my list. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, their their hard work pays off, and you really busted your ass, and you should be proud of the the work you did. So, I Thanks. saw it, and that's why I nominated you. So, I'm glad you got that nomination. So. Thank Congratulations. You. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a weird Glam Awards. Um, I'm still a little bitter because I had no fucking chance in hell against Bob and Monet. I was like, <laughs> right. why? Why are we doing this? They don't even go here anymore. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's fine. Um, it is what it is. We'll see what happens next year, Cherry. Um, we'll see. And, and uh, we'll, 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 we'll discuss it later. But Monet may not exist anymore because Tamisha Mon's coming for her. Oh, right. <laughs> But another thing, Miss Cheer New York 2020. What was that like? <laughs> it was weird. Um, I was <laughs> funny enough, I wasn't gonna do it. Um, but they pushed me, they were like, please, can you please do it? We would really want to see you um compete and everything. I was like, okay, fine. It's for charity. Um, let's do it. Um so I did it. It was, again, it was weird because, you know, wearing a, a, a gown and then doing your talent number, but all digital. Right. So like you're able to control what people see and mm-hmm. what people don't Absolutely. see. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely very interesting, but um, it's a bit rewarding. I mean, I think we raised like $1,500 or something That's like that. That's amazing. So, yeah, it was definitely really, really fun. And I'm super thankful and grateful to be a part of it and to be the current reigning. So, yeah. yeah. Now, are you hoping, planning, maybe doing a a pageant when things are back to normal and in person again? Yes. Um, Don't know the details exactly what it is, but they are like planning us to uh, do it. Uh, Don't know when and where, but hopefully (laughs) soon. Yeah. So with the city opening up, You've been keeping busy with gig after gig, and I want to talk about a couple of them. So let's start about with your drag brunch with your sis hibiscus at Fresco's Cantina, uh, Chimosas with Mimosas. How's that going? It's going really well. Um, We're really, really um, excited and happy as to the Mm -hmm. reception that we have uh, received. Uh, A lot of the fear that comes with a lot of drag performers that a lot of people don't speak about is the fact that um, consistency when it comes to sure. um, your crowd and how big it is because at the end of the day yeah we all have a following and everything but at the same time how much money can your following spend every single week so right. they can't always come every single week and we understand that so it's really fun always seeing new faces um, mm-hmm. new customers and um, getting customers uh, returning customers also as well that's really fun um so it's been going well we've been sold out almost every single week so i really cannot complain it's been really good i i miss those breakfast nachos and i miss that breakfast quesadilla with all the meat in it hopefully i'll be able to come back and 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 eat that again soon but what is it what is it like working with the frescoes family because they are amazing people it's super fun it's super um gratifying um it, it feels like family every yeah. single time, you know, um, once we get there early, obviously to get ready and everything and to settle everything down. 
Um, and we're always cracking jokes. We're always making fun of each other. Like it's truly is like a big family. So yeah, it's really fun. So you are part of the rotating Fiesta Latina night at my home bar icon. Um, Mm -hmm. What has that experience been like? It's been crazy. Um, I've never actually like hosted a show at Icon. I've always been mm-hmm. like a guest. Yeah. So I've always I've always had a great time at Icon. I cannot complain. Um and I remember like going there and then um Dakota talking to me saying, Hey, we would like to have you do uh Latin nights, uh you've been recommended and all that stuff. I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. Um but whenever I hear in my head Wednesday night, I'm like, it's probably going to be dead. Yeah. Um, but when I got there and I'm like, oh, shit, there's a lot of people and they're already like partying and everything. So it was really fun. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I always love performing Spanish songs, but I never have the opportunity or the place to do it because a lot of people are like, what are they saying? I don't understand right. it. But I mean... Spanish music has a very good beats. So that's why I always like to perform that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really interesting. There used to be a, um, on a month when they were rescheduling on a Monday night, they had a Latin night and it didn't work. It didn't go over well. Do you think that with everybody being cooped up for as long as we have, that's why people are going out more frequently? I think so. I was talking to somebody recently and I was telling them how, I hope that the trend continues where we are having um, like a a handful of people coming out every single night, because I feel like a lot of people are appreciating um, what they lost for like a good amount of the year. We weren't able to go out. We weren't able to like just hang out in a outdoor indoor space that is in our house. Um, So it's, you can only order seamless so much, you know, like you want, sometimes you just want to go out and like experience the whole full dining experience. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people are coming out more often and more because they, they lack that um, for most of 2020. Now, I mean, obviously they are lifting the um, quote unquote Cuomo chips. You don't need to order food with your drink. (laughs) Do you think some places will keep it anyway? I hope because I really want hot dogs. Um, I, right? Because it like oh. midnight comes, I'm going to be hungry and I don't want to leave. So exactly. let me have my bagel bites. Yeah. I'm, no, I really hope that they keep it because honestly, I, I I don't know why, but I really love hot dogs and I and like those <laughs> bagel bites. Like I'm like, yeah, just keep them. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Keep doing it. Has there been like a relearning curve from going from digital to performing in person again? Uh, not necessarily. Um, no, I feel like it was more a learning curve the other way, mm-hmm. as far as like going from in from live to digital. Sure, I've never done digital myself, so it was definitely like a learning experience. Um, I got a laptop, like a full new laptop, and everything to be able to like edit all these videos and all that stuff. So it was definitely a learning experience in that sense. But going from digital to live again, no. And performing with masks and, and face shields and everything, not too hard? Oh, that's, no, that part is awful. <laughs> that part is awful. I, I hate it. I mean, obviously, um, 
we have to do it just for Absolutely. safety measures and all that stuff. Um, but I I cannot stand it. Mostly because it's either my forehead gets too sweaty or my chin gets too sweaty. Yeah. And, uh, mm, no. That's 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 fair. Now I I don't want to embarrass you too much, but um you did go viral um <laughs> with a chair moment. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to explain what happened? Yes, I will. Uh, well, now I can share because I did not make the cast. Um, so basically, I was auditioning for Drag Race, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I myself before like maybe two years ago I always used to jump off of like stages off of ledges into a split but my body was like girl we can't do that no more (laughs) so I stopped doing it but because I was auditioning I was like okay let me just get up on this chair and leap from it so I get up on a chair I'm performing a song I'm gonna do the split unbeknownst to me they polished the fucking floor (laughs) at the restaurant that I'm performing at. So when I jump, I did not jump into a split. I fully face planted onto the floor because the chair just gave in and like fully flew to the back and I just fell onto the floor. Hibiscus was there. Lola was there. My mom was there. So Hibiscus was laughing, took my mom's phone, airdropped the videos (laughs) to everyone in the audience. And then fully edited the video to 911. And then I posted it. I was like, <laughs> fuck it. I'm already injured. If I'm gonna be injured because of this, let's make it viral. Yeah, I mean it it went viral and everyone was talking about it. Now, injury, you're okay now. You're doing all oh, right. Oh yeah, totally fine. <laughs> but yeah, I remember singing as like, oh my God, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's so funny. It was hilarious. So we're gonna play our first game. It's called This or That. I'm gonna give you two options. You're gonna pick the one you prefer. Okay, let's do it. Vacation or staycation? Staycation. Zoo or museum? Oh, museum. Kids or old folks? Old folks. I I didn't (laughs) have to think about that one. (laughs) Comedy or drama? Drama. Laundry or dishes? Ooh, I like both of them. Laundry. (laughs) Food truck or restaurant? Ooh, restaurant instagram or twitter instagram appetizer or dessert appetizer now let's get ready for the holiday tomorrow taco or burrito oh taco salsa or guacamole guacamole margarita or sangria none i'm not a drinker (laughs) there you go I like to go behind the music a little bit and learn what your signature number is and how it became your signature number. So Mm -hmm. what is it? What would you say the number one Katrina Lovelace performance is? I like to say it, and I feel like a lot of people say this as well, um, Kill the Lights by Alex Mm Newell. Yeah. Um, I just love that song. It's so upbeat and like it kind of is uplifting at the same time. It has good ups and downs. Uh, so yeah, like it has moments where I could rest, where I could just go off. So yeah, I love it. I've been performing it for like at least the better half of like four years. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think that song's been around for as long as it has. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are there any numbers that you perform that you wish people would stop requesting of yours? <laughs> um, uh, um, 
kill the lights, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, because everyone's always like, oh my God, you're going to do kill I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm not as agile and I'm not as thinner. I'm not thinner mm-hmm. as I was before. So I'm like, I'm out of breath, like at 35 <laughs> seconds. When you create a mix, what comes first? Is it the song, the theme, the the sound clip? Where, how do you create your mixes? I would like to say the theme. Mm-hmm. I'm not really well known for my mixes. I have like very few, but the ones that I always have, I always like to do the theme first. Um, and then I pick the song. I always do just one song. Mm-hmm. I, I never understood the queens that do a bunch of different songs with a, a bunch of different sound bites. Like, I get it, um, yeah. but at the same time, you kind of have to be a fan of every single thing that someone puts to be sure. able to understand the mix. So I feel like a lot of people just overthink their mixes, and they're gonna be mm-hmm. like, it's going to be funny. I'm like, it's, it's really yeah. not. It's It stems from drag competitions, because there's themes every week, yeah. and that's where it happens, and all these queens start in these themed uh, long-form competitions, and bam, there's a, all, the mixes you'll see for the next two years. Yeah, exactly. Now, obviously, 2020, we didn't really get to see many drag roulettes because we weren't mm-hmm. outperforming. So there was a lot of music that happened in 2020 that was good music. What song from 2020 are you hoping people will keep requesting for a drag roulette? And what song from 2020 do you want no one to ever say? The one that I want people to request is um, Enigma by Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love that song. Um, yeah, I love that song. Um, and then I guess the one that I want them to stop requesting? Um, I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if I would have to pick, I mean, I guess Rain On Me. But even that one, ever. That's fair, that's fair. Um, have you gotten requests for WAP yet? Oh, that's the one. No, don't do it. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Nope. Yeah, I, I that's the one I'm fearing. Um, I and also I'm glad we've been removed long enough that we are not going to have like 500 people do Tiger King mixes. <laughs> I think we've surpassed that, and we never have to deal with that again. Right. So we're going to play the Cameo Game Show. If you're not familiar with the website Cameo, you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price. But each celebrity has a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more. Oh, okay. These are going to be the queens of New York from Drag Race. Oh, okay. So first up is Peppermint or Shangela? Peppermint? Actually, Shangela. Shangela costs $150. Peppermint is $79. Oh, that's not bad. Next is Jan or Lemon? Jan. Yep, Jan is $75. Lemon is $40. Next oh, that's we have... still pretty affordable. Okay. Yeah. Next is Jackie Cox or Honey Davenport. Jackie. Jackie is 49. Honey is 25. Good price. Mm. I know she just posted thinking it's weird that people are paying her to talk to their moms. So I was like, just get your coin. Don't shut up and get your coin. <laughs> right. Next we have Dusty Ray Bottoms or Britta Filter. Britta. Britta is 45. Dusty is 35. Next is Tina Burner or Nikki Doll. Huh. I'm going to go on a limb and say Nikki. That's correct. Nikki is oh. 70. Tina is 40. Then we have Ms. Cracker or Scarlet Envy. Ms. Cracker. Yep. Scar- uh, Scarlet's 50. Ms. Cracker is 75. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, move 
away from Drag Race, but to Dragula and a former um, Boots and Saddle Queen, how much can you get a cameo from Erica Clash for? Hmm. I would say 45. She's worth 45, but she's only going for 20. Really? Yeah, get your Erica Clash cameos, people. She's fun. I she love got her. fucked over on that show. I'm still yeah. mad about it, but then I there was rumors that she was going to be on that resurrection because she posted all those photos. You're like, uh-huh. but one day, one day she'll she'll be back. You're a part of the House of Kiki. How mm-hmm. important is a drag family? I want to say very. I don't want to say very important, but it is very. Uh, it is important enough that it makes a change in the way that you. Uh, for like you see drag mm-hmm. and nightlife because you kind of want to have to you kind of want to surround yourself with people that love you and have their your best interests in mind and I feel like that's what a drag family does you can always lean on them and you can always um you always know that they have your back no matter what and yeah it definitely helps especially in nightlife because a lot of people are always like coming for everybody for no yeah. goddamn reason so it's definitely helpful in that sense, I feel. And it also, like, you get to, like, just shit talk about everybody else with some yeah. people and know that's all confidential. Now, how what was your adoption process like? So um, I, I was performing at Boots and Saddle, and um, I got to know Ari Kiki that way a little bit more because I used to have a, a Wednesday weekly show and then it was Ari after that. So we were like back to back. So we got to know each other pretty well. And I feel like, I guess she just liked the way that I worked and the way um, I performed and the way that I did drag. And so she asked me one day, she was like, listen, I, I really want you to be my daughter. I, I don't know if that's something that you would be interested in or, or what. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it, you know? Uh, so that happened. And then, um, yeah. The rest is history. Like now, I'm part of House of Kiki, I'm the second daughter, mm-hmm. was the first, and now we have a drag king, Mr. Email, that joined the family. So yeah. How important would you say drag is to our community? I would like to say it's pretty important. Um, I always mention it every single time that I perform at Stonewall. The reason why we're able to even enjoy. Stonewall was because of people like Marsha P. Johnson and Silver mm-hmm. Rivera, Absolutely. which are two drag and trans people of color. And a lot of people forget that drag is political. It yeah. started political. It will always be political. So um, the fact that someone puts on and dons makeup, it's kind of just like a big middle finger to like society. So I feel like people have to cherish that and definitely like uplift drag performers and know that we are fighting the good fights just by putting on a fucking pair of heels. So absolutely. Diversity visibility is not great in nightlife. How can bar owners, venues, producers, other drag artists do a better job at hiring artists of color? I feel like you just have to start with, um, hiring management of color hiring mm-hmm. bartenders hiring barbacks hiring um servers that are people of color because um 
that way you are able to get more input from them as well as to who they should um, hire. Yeah. And it's also like, uh, I feel like a lot of, a lot of managers could do better. You know, you can always scout. Um, you can Absolutely. always ask, you can always um, ask for a reference. You can always ask for recommendations from other performers that you know about or that you've worked with. Um, and just don't limit yourself to the same five people that you have performing right. every single week. So, yeah. Obviously social media plays a big part in drag and just life in general. Is there a benefit to social media when it comes to being a performer? Do you have to be as active as people say you do? Yes and no. I feel like social media is an advantage in the sense that you are able to promote your shows Mm -hmm. to a a bigger audience. Um, But at the same time, it's not beneficial because, I mean, how many people, how many 10-year-olds from Brazil are going to be able to come to your 21-plus event in New York right. City? So, um, yeah, I guess in the sense it's like, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because it's beneficial, but at the same time, it doesn't really help that much. Yeah, absolutely. And again, talking about um, managers scouting and everything, they they don't necessarily look for the talent or, or people of color. They're looking at the follower count. The numbers. And, exactly. and it's it's just so detrimental. And I, I'm not saying get rid of the follower count, but look past the follower count. Scroll down, see what's on there. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of people that have like a huge following, I mean, I'm not going to say every single person, but a handful of them um, only post photos, never yeah. really post any videos of them performing. No. And sometimes the people that have even a thousand, five, fifteen hundred followers, you will always see videos of them performing and Absolutely. actually performing amazingly well. So I feel like a lot of people just see the count and they're like, nope, next one. But yeah. You might be yeah. missing out on a gem. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely, as you said, a double-edged sword. And I mean, if I could quit social media, I would do it for my mental health because it's it, it drives me nuts. But that's crazy. It, it's not fun, but that's the world we live in. Yeah. We're going to have a little fun, though. It's yeah. time for everyone's favorite segment. It is tea time where you are going to spill some tea on some of your mm. favorite sisters, people you've performed with, people you love, maybe people you hate. I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> we will um, see are you are you ready to take this journey i am so ready let's all right let's start off with the one and only misty mountains oh misty fucking mountains i did not like her at the beginning oh Um, i mean i i feel like every single person you're going to say that's going to be the beginning for everything (laughs) yeah it's just there's something about me well not about misty there's something about me i do not like happy people (laughs) she's very happy happy. she's very happy i'm like there's something wrong with you either you're a psychopath or a killer or both so um i guess it's just a new york city in me but um i got to know her a little bit better um once we worked at rock bar and then when she booked me for her brunch and i was just taken aback as how great of a performer she is i never saw her actually perform and i was like wow i'm like you really are a really good performer. She's like, yeah, bitch. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I never knew. But yeah, I, I, I always have a great time with um, Misty. Um, <laughs> we One time we had like a six hour 
long conversation when I was working um, at the cock um, for Kocheck and she was just there. Um, surprisingly not sucking dick, uh, but yeah, <laughs> we just had like a full long conversation for like the whole entire time that I was there. And yeah, that's when I got to know her a little bit better. And yeah, I, I love Missy. Yeah, she's great. Next up is one of my guests from way back when, Robin Banks. Oh, Robin. Um, I, 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 um, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I'm friendly with Robin. I, um, I got to know her a little bit better during the pandemic, most definitely. She helped me out a lot um, with my digital shows because um, she's the person that produces um, all of the stuff that she does, um, all her music, all her music videos. Mm-hmm. So she was able to help me out in that way. Um, and I'm truly thankful for that. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't really worked that much with her. Uh, the moments that we have worked with each other, it's always a fucking hoot and um, she always gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Super easily though. I never know. I never noticed how much of a lightweight she is um, <laughs> until I helped her out um, with her 30th birthday. It was an Instagram live show. It went on for like three hours. Um <laughs> And yeah, like she drank like a full on, a full bottle of rosé and she was plastered by the end. I was like, okay, girl, let's wrap it up. She's like, no, let me do a number. I was like, okay, live your life. <laughs> We're going to do a combo, a duo, if you will. Angel Electra and Shady Pines. Angel and Shay, what can I say about them? Um, <laughs> it's a, a lot of hills and valleys yeah. with them. Um, I used to work with Shady Pines actually um, outside of nightlife. Um, we used to work at Marymount uh, College mm-hmm. and I got to know her a little bit better that way. And I used to do uh, grapples with them um, at Yonkers. Um, they reached out and they were like, we would like to have you and all that stuff. I was like, perfect, let's do it. Um, but I have mad respect for them, most definitely. Um, they started out doing nothing and then they started a whole drag community out there in the Westchester County so you got to give them props where props absolutely absolutely next is a queen on the rise her name is peaches <laughs> peaches Iman Cummings I actually wanted to make her my daughter um and I told her about this um I remember her I remember seeing her one day when I was doing the Boxer Washington Heights show that didn't mm-hmm. live too long. Um, it was the first week and she came out. She's like, oh my God, my name is Peaches. Um, I would love to work with you. I would love to like get a costume made from you. I was like, okay, girl, okay, relax. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never realized or I never really knew that I was going to like her as much as I do. Um, she's a great performer. She's uh yeah, she's a great performer and she's also like super chill and super fun to hang out with. And she knows what she wants and she's not going to stop and she's not going to take no for an answer. And I really appreciate that, that confidence, most definitely. Yeah. Next up, Adriana Trenta. Oh, Adriana. Uh, <laughs> someone that's, I feel like she's, um, she's read the wrong way 
for the, like a lot of things the way that she says them but I understand her humor um I know that she's a very sarcastic person so I guess yes. I get really I get along really well with her um we're always cracking jokes with each other that's the one person that a lot of people don't expect that I'm friends with but I'm actually really mm-hmm. really good friends with her um we try to keep up with each other as much as we can I know um She's gone through some stuff during the pandemic and um, I always try to check up on her as much as I can and let her know that, hey, listen, if you need anything, let me know type of thing. Um, But yeah, um, I love her. She just needs to wash her tights. (laughs) That's good tea. That's good tea. (laughs) Next up, Chola Spears. Chola. Um, I worked out a lot with her. She um, is a person that uh, commissioned me quite a lot for looks. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, I never know what I'm going to get from Shola. <laughs> Chola is very um, unpredictable that way. Yeah. And I kind of like it and I'm kind of scared of it at the same time yeah. because I'm just like, she's always keeping me on my toes. Um, but I've actually never really worked with her. Like I know her mm-hmm. and I'm friendly with her and we get along, but we don't really work um, with each other, especially in drag. Like, yeah, no. Well, the future is now. We will never know. We will see. Next up, let's see what tea you have on Christy Blaze. <laughs> Christy. Oh, my God. Christy, Christy, Christy. I, uh, she's a lot. She's a <laughs> fucking lot. She comes in always like, like always yelling. Um, And she's always makes me laugh. And she's actually, she actually gave me a lot of tips because I remember the first time that she booked me for um, uh, Feathers. She came to me, she's like, okay, girl, so let's do it. We're going to book you. Just remember to bring... um, you know, she's like, you know, just remember to do the usual things that you always do. Bring a walk around outfit. Bring, t- I'm like, a walk around. What is a walk around outfit? <laughs> she's like, bitch, what are you talking about? She's like, you've been doing drag for this long and you don't know what a walk around outfit is. She's like, I'm like, no. Nope. I'm like, I put one outfit and that's it. I walk around <laughs> with it, I perform in it, and I leave in it. So, um, yeah, she's taught me a lot about drag and she's taught me a lot about how, um, how to be presentable and all that stuff. So, yeah, I love her. What do you have to say about Mystery Mel? Mystery Mel Kiki, the new addition. Um, there's not much to say about them. I mean, they're a great performer. I just love how captivating they are. Um, they always put their heart and their soul in every single performance that they do. Um, I guess like my only tea about them and they know this it's just like they're so peaceful I hate like again I hate mm-hmm. happy and peaceful people I don't know it's just because I'm bitter or like I, it's just <laughs> like the New York person in me but they're always like so like yeah let's let's go with the vibes I'm like no I need to be anxious let me alone but yeah I have my love for him next up mother dearest Ari Kiki Ari motherfucking Kiki Oh, the bitch that can never stay awake. (laughs) We always catch her going to sleep and we always pick on her. I always, always make it a a mission of mine to record her when she goes to sleep. Um, Yeah, I love her. I remember the first time I met her was at Barracuda. 
was doing Star Search. Um, and then she didn't know me, but mm-hmm. I knew her. And I remember running up to her. I'm like, oh my God, are you already Kiki? Oh my God, my name is Katrina. I love Lace. I really love you. And then she just snapped her fan <laughs> on my face and said, okay, bye. And then just walked away. <laughs> and that night, I remember that she performed a thousand miles and she fell on top of my sister. <laughs> like, oh fully God. on top of her. And then, uh, yeah. And then I didn't get to see her again until we performed at Boots and Saddle. She she was the first person to book me for my first um, paid show. Nice. She paid me, she paid me $25 and Chinese food. There you go. Which was the best booking fee ever. That's that is a good one. I mean, hey, Chinese food, we love it. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about Miss Anita D? Miss Anita fucking D. That's another one that's a lot. She's a lot to handle. <laughs> um, again, I'm the type of person that like I have a lot of energy, but when I met her, I was like, whoa, okay, hold on. <laughs> I need a Xanax for you, girl. Um, yeah, she's a lot. I love her. Um, she's a great performer. Um, she's captivating on the on the mic, and uh, yeah. I've worked with her a lot. Um, there's not some. There's not a lot of tea to say about her. Like I feel like she always says her tea on the <laughs> mic anyway, so everyone knows exactly what's going on with her at all times. Next up, hibiscus. Oh, hibiscus. A lot of people don't know this, but she's a fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, she's yes. Like she. Like I always say this. A lot of people always see me and hibiscus together. And she's always smiling and they see my stature and my size and they're like, oh, she's the bitch. I'm like, no, Hibiscus <laughs> is a total fucking bitch. And not a lot of people know this. They're like, oh, no, Hibiscus, what do you mean? She's so sweet. She's so kind. I'm like, no, she's not. That's a whole facade right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love her. Um, we got to know each other more during the pandemic, actually. Um because we, we, first off, we started off um, helping each other record our videos for like the g- digital events. Yeah. And then from there, I went to like, oh, let's hang out. Oh, let's go out to eat or let's order to eat. And we got to know each other a little bit more that way. And we definitely are, I like to say, like we definitely have each other's backs and best interests yeah. all the time. And I, I work really well with her. Um, Again, another one. I did not like her at the beginning. I wow. remember yeah, I didn't like her, but um she she broke she broke into me. She broke me in. So now we're friends. <laughs> nice. Well, last but certainly not least, let's spill some tea on your sis, Lola Michelle Kiki. Oh, ho, ho, ho. there's a lot of tea to spill about <laughs> that one. I don't know what exactly I can say and what I cannot say. <laughs> um no, um, the moment we met, and she always forgets this, always, always forgets this. Um, I was hosting at G Lounge. Remember her? Uh-huh. Uh, I was hosting at G Lounge for Glow. And this was back when I was first starting drag. So I wasn't like a full drinker back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I only used to drink like a drink or two during the night. Um, so she I come up to her and she turns around and she's fully plastered. 
she's like, hey, girl. I was like, hi, how are you? She's like, God, my name is this. I also do drag. I was like, good for you. And she's like, yeah, do you have a drink ticket? <laughs> I was like, sure, here you go. She's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. We're going to be best friends forever. <laughs> Never saw her ever again. Um, and then the the next time I saw her was uh, Barracuda, again, Star Search. She used to perform Don't Rain On My Parade. Like, okay. that was one of her, like, signature songs. Um, and <laughs> she's going to hate me for this. Um, uh, that line that says something, but I'm a comer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She fully, like, pulled down all of her tights and just whipped out her dick and, like, flashed everybody. I was like, what is going on? Wow. I'm like, okay, we have to be friends now. So, yeah, and then from there, it's all history. Like, um, we've been friends for, like, the past six and a half years. Um, we did, we've, we've grew up in drag together. Um, we've, yeah, I love and, that and bitch. He, you've done shows together at Stonewall? Yeah, we've done shows together as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching videos of? Um, Bailey Sarian. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. um pokemon card openings <laughs> oh wow that's 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 niche okay yeah do you collect them yourself i do i actually do i spent a lot of money i'm uh, I'm, I'm a little bit in debt with some of my credit cards because of how much um i spent on pokemon cards i don't like to i don't like to talk about it but yeah um now did you start doing it when they first came out what 99 like that era or is it no i didn't unfortunately if i would if i would have i would probably have a good like 100k right now because yeah they actually sell for a lot of money which a lot of people I, i've know. heard and because my brother and i have them i have not really done the research yet to see like which ones are actually worth money i know like the holographic charizard is like big dough um yeah. but i'm very curious like do the research and see if maybe i can get something out of it because yeah i'm a little poor now too you never know you never know if you were to get the call to do snatch game who are you going to do <laughs> I always wanted to do Consuela from Family Guy, mm-hmm. but apparently you can't do any copyright um no, caricature, so unfortunately. Um I would probably try and do um Selena. Um mm-hmm. I like to say I'm quick witted with my improv, so uh I definitely would try my best with that. But another person that I would definitely want to do would be um Rosa from TikTok. Okay. She's the one with like the wonky lash and like the yeah. fucked up makeup. So yeah, I would definitely do her as well. Nice. So if you had to pick one New York City queen to be your partner on the Amazing Race, who would it be? Oh. Hmm. I guess hibiscus because of her agility. And like I know that she's tiny. So if I need to like put her in a little a little hole and like try to get <laughs> like food, I'm like, I'm she'll be able to do that and like she'll she'll be able to climb all the fucking trees and get us coconuts so there you go i'll be i'll be set for life so we're gonna do the pop five rapid fire i'm gonna give you five pop culture things headline stories and you're gonna give me a word phrase whatever you want to talk about for each one you ready okay all right let's do it all right number one is the circle never watched it so i don't know about it 
It's fun. It's a really, really good show. I mean, you can it, you, basically it's a social experiment where you live in an apartment, everyone's in their own apartment and you talk to each other and you, you, you rank each other and the influencers vote each other out. And some people are playing as catfish. That's what I was about to say. I've heard that a lot of people like play as catfish as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm really interested to see it then. It's, it's really good. Now, if you were going to be on a show like that and play as a catfish, who would you play as? Oh, like a full like white woman, like a 25 year old white woman from California. Yeah. Loves white wine. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> nice. Number two is Disney releases a $300 replica lightsaber at the Galactic Star Cruiser Resort. God damn. That's a lot of money. It like is an act. Like, I saw the video today. It actually lights up. It's not just like a little bloop, bloop, bloop. It, it's, a, okay. it's a light thing. I mean, if you like Star Wars, by all means, go ahead. It is. I mean, today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Number three, we alluded to it earlier. Tamisha Iman is coming for Monet and apparently everybody else. (laughs) Oh, my God. I really want to see that. And I really want to see if it's even, like, true. But also at the same time, I was thinking about it. I'm like, why, why do you have to, like, take a full week to, like, come up with your reads? I'm like, if you're actually good at reading someone and, like, ending their life you could have done it right then and there yeah i feel like she's she's trying to do some like grand edited video and i'm like that's not your that's not your gig Um, so we will see how that turns out uh number four is hashtag free britney uh i i feel really bad about that because like a lot of people kind of like make fun of it and poke and prod at her Mm -hmm. but i'm like she's really someone that's struggling. Like she, she has yeah. a lot of mental health issues. And I feel like that um, mental health is not something to like make fun of. Like she definitely needs to be freed and she definitely needs a lot of help and she needs the help of her fans mostly right now. Absolutely. And number five is drag race down under. Not watching it. No, not, not a fan. N- uh, no, I'm a fan of drag race. The only reason why I'm not watching it is because there's two well-known races on it and I cannot with good conscience, watch that show. Um, I'll I'll see reviews from other people that I like. Mm-hmm. That's I'll fair. say that. And I'll That's be fair. able to keep up to date with that way. There you go. Well, I have a couple fan corner questions for you. Are you ready? Let's, let's do it. Uh, this is from Heidi Ho. Okay. Churro versus Flan, who wins? Oh, Flan, definitely. Mm-hmm. Nice, more nice. creamy. I'm, I, I was telling my sister today, I just don't like crunchy stuff. Okay. Know. That's fair. Um, a question from Hibiscus. What is your proudest moment in drag to date? Oh, it has to be um, being on El Gordo y la Flaca, which mm-hmm. is like a um, Latin American TV show. It's been on for decades. And I was on because I was doing drag livery with Fresca Scantina. Right. And uh, yeah, that was my proudest moment. Like my mom even was super proud. She was like, calling all our family she's like oh my god my son was on a go to the left like and it was really fun it was really nice and it was really cute to see her like smiling and just being proud of me that way so yeah that's awesome um this question i'm not going to tell you who it's from until after because i don't want to influence the answer um okay the question is fuck mary kill hibiscus i need a d lola michelle kiki <laughs> oh my god um oh oh god I would fuck. Uh, <laughs> I would. I would fuck Lola. Mm-hmm. 
Mary Hibiscus kill Anita? There you go. And that was a question from Hibiscus. Okay. So I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Courtney Conkers. What was the first song and performance and concept and outfit, and what was the context in which you performed? Okay. So the first song that I performed was actually Confess to Me by Disclosure, featuring mm-hmm. Jesse Ware. Um, my concept, there was no concept whatsoever. <laughs> um, I just wore like a cocktail dress from Forever 21. I performed at Star Search. Um, and yeah, it was weird. I, I, back then, I, I, I didn't even know how to do splits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just wailing my arms around, hoping for the best. Um, I actually only made $5. And I still have those $5 um, on a frame on my wall. Um, That's so cool. Because, yeah. Um, I always saw myself because like at the end of the day, like if I feel myself like uh, telling myself, oh, I'm better than that. I'm like, I always look at my wall. I was like, no, you're not. Once upon a time, you only made $5 and you were super excited about that. So that's awesome. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. And it can be about okay. anything you want. Doesn't necessarily need to be about drag. Okay. Um, I guess I always like to measure people out this way like what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you in your life i love it simple easy question i'm trying to expand the community of block talk who would you like to hear a future podcast with Hmm. have you had no i mean have you had hibiscus i have Mm mm-hmm Okay. No, that yeah. means I haven't heard of her. Um, she's been, she's been on multiple times. I've had her a couple okay. times. Huh. I mean, I would like to hear about Mystery Mel. Sure. Um, just an output as like Drag King. But another person I would love to hear from as well is um, Miss Charlotte Harlot. Um, she's an amazing performer. Um, she's a showgirl. Um, I met her when she was living in Chicago and now she moved to um, New York City, and yeah. Nice. I feel like she has a lot of things to say. We love that. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo? You can find me on Instagram and on Facebook and on Venmo, at Katrina Lovelace, Katrina with the C. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, me. thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Katrina for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.